0: You built a 5,000-square-foot house that's going to bring in $9,000 a month, and now it's worth $2 million. Yes. This is like the ultimate burr on steroids. Yeah. Special guest, Tiari Lando. She is the queen of house hacking here in Hawaii. She's a top-producing agent and also a real estate investor. She builds multi-generational income-producing houses right here in Hawaii from the ground up. Each house is worth about $2 million when they're finished, and the cash flow between $7,000 and $9,000 a month. Super stoked to have you on today, Tiara. Welcome to the show.
1: Honored to be here. Thanks again to you and your team for just building this community of possibilities. Thank you again.
0: You know, I mean, we were talking a little bit before we started this, and I didn't know your full story, but it's just so inspiring and exciting to just see what you've done and like the time you've been doing real estate, both as an agent, as an investor, and just super stoked to just kind of jump into this. and so. What's What were you doing before Real Estate Investing and how kind of did you get into Real Estate Investing?
1: Yeah. You know, for me, I, I didn't realize that the transition was so well-defined until mm. later when I started sharing my story. But we grew up involved in real estate. Okay. My husband and I uh, were in our early and mid-20s okay. when real estate became part of our journey. Mm. And uh, my husband had purchased a property in Kailua, a okay. coveted Windward side like, of Oahu. Uh, like to, to, to live in, right? So like, <laughs> yes and so he had um, purchased the property mm-hmm. it was about 6,000 square feet of land and it okay. was a really older home and he had knocked that down okay. and he had built from the ground up and we were just you know in our early 20s wow
0: so from the from t- to in the 20s you guys are already building ground yes up yes
1: the, you know part of the legacy of really his grandfather was mm-hmm. first generation from the Philippines oh, wow, and okay. um, Papa Londo had came you know to Hawaii worked the plantation fields and then got himself and all of his boys into the unions and taught them trades. And so, you know, my father-in-law... And my husband had actually started a private company many years ago, construction, Construction, general contracting, specialty in tile. And, Mm. um, you know, they really carried on that family tradition and it was just such an honor to Grandpa Londo, first generation, you know, and started with nothing other than what he learned how to do with his own hands and passed down to his children. This is
0: kind of like, I feel like this is an American dream, right? This is totally an American uh, dream story. Your husband's father came here, first generation. his grandfather his grandfather came yeah. to Hawaii and then started working in the was it the plantation fields yeah
1: absolutely and
0: then slowly began to learn some of the trades passed it down to his son and then mm-hmm. his son became your husband and you guys kind of are continuing the legacy of kind of Yeah, we're fourth
1: generation now so it went from Papa Londo to my father-in-law and then to my husband and then now from my husband to our kids and eventually our grandkids and so yeah when we really think about how real estate or Mm -hmm. developing property really all started it started just from the faithfulness of a grandfather and how many people that are watching this right now have been entrusted with some sort of seed from your grandparent. Yeah. Um, maybe it was, you know, a property or maybe it was just a skill. Maybe mm-hmm. it was just learning how to, you know, set tile, yeah. which is how it started, you know, within our family. And how can you take that seed or that skill yeah. and actually multiply it and turn it into something pretty amazing?
0: I love it. And it always takes, it's always when I want I hear these stories, it's always one person that starts the, the family legacy, right? It takes one person always. to kind of start the snowball effect where like future generations are all impacted. And so Papa made a decision to invest in real estate or get involved in real estate. And now generation fourth, maybe probably fifth and sixth generations later, you guys are going to continue this legacy and you're building wealth and being able to be like, Get financial freedom and just building like a legacy for you and your family for generations to come, right? Absolutely,
1: and so yeah, it started with that um, Mm -hmm. property in Kailua, and we were we were young kids. We already had children. We're kind of like a Hawaiian (laughs) Brady bunch, and so (laughs) how many uh, kids do you guys have by the way? Together we have four children, and our our two older boys are already married. Our oldest has two grandchildren.
0: (laughs) Congratulations! Thank
1: (laughs) you, and then yeah, our girls are already you know graduated and um the other one is in the process of graduating and okay. so it's you know it's a journey where life just kind of goes really quickly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so looking back we were in our early 20s okay. and not realizing what an opportunity that we mm-hmm. had to have uh this land in Kailua and as mm-hmm. I mentioned my husband knocked down the old home that was okay, on it okay. and and we did ground up construction and we had kind of anticipated the need to offset our mortgage yeah
0: because living in Hawaii is so expensive right? <laughs> this so.
1: was back in like seven okay. And so we already anticipated back then, you know, we're going to need a supplement just mm. in case it's, you know, with construction, it was really feast or famine. Yeah. We had specialized in federal state commercial and residential. Okay. And if anybody's okay. done like federal construction, you do a lot of work, but you have to really wait for payments to come mm. through. And so Having a portion of our home developed specifically for rental income okay. was something that back in 2007, we knew was going to be not only, you know, a game changer, but a yeah. necessity. Yeah. And so we had a three-bedroom area downstairs okay. and we house hacked, okay. not even realizing that that's this a was, term this now. This is a term before
0: house hacking was available, right? you, you, <laughs> yes. you guys invented it without no knowledge, no social media, Nothing. not reading any books. Just like, hey, this sounds like a great idea. If we buy a house, we can... Portion out some of it to rent and some of it to live, that's like that would be a, a great way to offset our mortgage.
1: Daniel, I will tell you, when we were doing it, I had friends of mine say, Oh my God, that's so weird that people (laughs) live in the downstairs of your home and it wasn't popular back then. In fact, it was unheard of really. Nobody Mm -hmm. really talked about it or Mm -hmm. definitely didn't teach it like how you're doing here and how I'm doing in the community. And so we always had renters live with us. And throughout the years, uh, we actually had different business ventures Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. eventually poured into this specific property. One of those is I became a licensed care home operator.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
1: And so I was in my late twenties by then and I got extremely passionate about uh, this community need for our kupuna. Mm -hmm. And I had already started a mentorship program in the community where Keiki to Kupuna mentorship was happening and getting youth involved and pouring into, you know, our aging community. Okay. Because for me... The most special thing about my upbringing Mm -hmm. was the love of my grandfather and my grandmother. And my grandfather was really like my father figure. Um, And so for me, it's just a way of life was always living with your grandparents because it's yeah. what I knew. Yeah. And so I started a care home company right near Tripler Army Medical Center. So when you say you
0: started a care home company, you mean yes. like a, a new business venture where you, mm-hmm. are you guys renting houses and then uh, leasing them out to companies or are you guys will actually managing like the care home yourself?
1: Yeah. So that specific company I did first right of refusal with mm-hmm. option to buy at a long time, a property that was 20 years already a licensed care okay, home. Okay. Okay. And so I leased it. I had, to actually establish the licensing through the Department okay. of Health,
0: so you took over an existing care home and then it kind of did the all the shell. licensing for it. Yeah, okay. not
1: really the business, just okay. the shell. And the way that you know these properties are licensed, it's mm-hmm. very hard actually to take over the business. I see. You can get a property that has the bones to mm-hmm. be able to license, but you have to pr- usually pursue your own license. I got you. yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so it was a hospice level care home where we had staff twenty four. That's like a big. That's like
0: the highest level, right? It the- was
1: like an honor to take care of our veterans to take care of our kupuna mm-hmm. it's really where legacy living yeah. and that mission was birthed yeah and it is really about empowering people to live and give their legacy which is what i now do in my real estate so I,
0: I really love i think like just your vibe and the way that you see the world is you're very warm and you're always about trying to help and give to other people and i think that goes a long way as far as like not only your success but the way that you live your life makes it more enjoyable in the the communities that you're creating you're a part of.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. It's not so much the what we do; it's the why.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so for me, the why is the driving force, mm-hmm, and you know, mm-hmm. the honor that we get to give mm-hmm, to help mm-hmm. people to um, really create their legacy now. Yeah. Not about yeah. only what they're going to leave, yeah. uh, but how are they living now? How are they experiencing their family, their community now? It's so yeah, important, yeah, yeah. but. This Kailua property actually took a turn because of my involvement in the care home industry.
0: Okay, okay. And
1: so we actually added on a, a full renovation, and that property began producing some serious numbers. So when we wow, start talking okay, numbers, okay. we went from a three-bedroom downstairs uh, to really adding on even more bedrooms and bathrooms. And we ended up pulling in several thousand a month, wow, and we were still wow. house hacking upstairs.
0: That's that's crazy. Yeah. So.
1: Absolutely. And it's life-changing because mm-hmm. for people to be able to do the same uh, repeatable process, yeah, yeah it's yeah. something that, you know, they can actually offset their mortgage. Yeah, uh, yeah. They can actually lower their debt to income ratio mm-hmm. and they can start making some serious real estate moves, you yeah, know, yeah, if they yeah. can incorporate some of these things. Walk
0: us through, I mean, so like you mentioned about the, um, like, the how other people maybe could be able to do the same thing. Yeah. Can you walk us through the process of like what house hacking looks like and maybe even like a maybe a a sample deal that you guys actually have done with this? Yeah,
1: yeah. So we're um we're currently actually really excited about a a new project that we are gonna be um taking rental applications for. And so uh you know what ideally you need to be able to do is make sure that you're in a community where rents are at a premium and people okay. want to come into. So, and so lo-
0: looking at, so like walking through mm-hmm. the process like one yeah. step at a time, number one is finding the right location for the right property. Right location so
1: always. What
0: would be like a wrong location? Like
1: yeah, I think somewhere that's remote Okay. that isn't near infrastructure mm-hmm. of businesses and schooling mm-hmm. even hospitals these yeah. are places where a lot of people are going to live work and play okay, okay. yeah and so for me it was always about you know do we want to live there first yeah, of all because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're house happy yeah, yeah. and then also you know is the community either mm-hmm. already developed or currently developing mm-hmm. Um, take, for instance, a property that we're doing right now is mm-hmm. in the Kapolei area. Okay, okay. And that's the city that isn't going to end growing yeah, it's moving, anytime right? soon. Like, people it's, are moving there. The population
0: is growing. Yes. There's shopping malls. There's grocery College. stores. There's things. Yeah, it's all. So it's basically, number one is like find the right location where things are happening. You're probably yes. going to get appreciation. you are probably easily find renters in the area, right?
1: Absolutely, so, okay. yeah. And I think it's all about location first. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, actually researching well what are rents going for what are people okay, willing okay, to pay okay. uh, because you have to be able to when you're in the developing process mm-hmm, mm-hmm. build a home that's going to be comfortable and enjoyable yeah, but yeah. also have enough space where people don't feel like they're layered on top AC, of each other yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so that's something that we take into consideration mm-hmm. and um, one particular thing that I think is also important is that you build for uh, desirability Okay. and okay. so you're almost Kind of creating a Airbnb type of yeah, experience yeah. because some of your renters are going to be maybe mid-term okay, or okay. long-term, you. and you have to be able to have that in your income-producing strategy because some numbers are going to do better and outperform yeah. than others. You and know this.
0: I really noticed this myself too. Is like when there's like let's say a bunch of Airbnbs in a market, Airbnb rentals. Yeah. the exact same. Floor plan exact same, let's say like square footage, but this one is like let's say outdated. And This was like modern and yes. like really nicely renovated. This will fetch like such a higher premium in rent or nightly rentals versus this one, and I think it just goes to the fact. I mean, to your point, where like the having the end goal in mind when you're designing and building these things makes a big difference in how much income they're going to produce afterwards, right?
1: Yeah, so, and for me, the the rental doesn't need to be treated as something that is subpar. Mm-hmm, actually, mm-hmm. I actually think when you're developing a premium rental option, yeah, you yeah. attract a higher level of clientele, yeah, and yeah. so for just like the strategy of. Term renters. Mm. A lot of times, these are professionals that won't be here for a full Mm. year, but will be here for maybe six months, and they still they might need a hundred eighty day lease, but they might be a physician for the nearby hospital or professor for the nearby college. Typically,
0: you can get higher rentals from the midterms than versus long term. Absolutely,
1: yeah, and they're really looking for something that's aesthetic. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and also I do furnished rentals. Okay, so it comes that adds to the value too, right? Huge. They don't. Have to figure out their main, you know, desk and their yeah. bed, they have everything that they need yeah. to just come in and enjoy. And it really takes the stress out of relocation for a lot of professionals who are here in Hawaii to help serve, yeah. especially in the intermittent where a state might be experiencing something and we need professionals to come yeah, in to build yeah. up our local workforce, yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's really filling the gap, okay, in a lot of senses. So, the
0: first step is find the right location, right? Yes. And and making sure the rents are going to be um, high enough, but also making sure that uh, that when you're when you're thinking about the construction of back end, it's going to be a great product too, right?
1: Absolutely, okay. yeah. And I think that. For a lot of people that are wanting to start house hacking, Mm -hmm. I think that it's important to build with privacy in mind for you and your family as well. To
0: have like a separation between like the different
1: Definitely, yeah. And so we love actually adding accessory dwelling units to our properties when possible. And these are, you know... Typically, the max floor plan you're going to get is 800 square feet.
0: For the ADU. For the
1: ADU, okay. you do need to have at least at minimum 5,000 square feet of land or okay. more okay. Uh, to meet that max so threshold. So you're finding,
0: like, choosing the location and the lot matters as well, too. So when Absolutely. Oh, there's a lot of planning ahead of time when you're trying to do these one of these deals, right? Yeah. Like, and okay. so
1: for somebody that is trying to think of all these things, I say, mm-hmm. like, you know, tuning into a community like mm-hmm. yours, coming to workshops that I do, yeah. you know, that helps and lays out, you know, here's the contractor and yeah, here's, yeah. you know, the loan officer that knows how to give you a construction loan, yeah, you know, really yeah. bringing everything under one roof is so important yeah, yeah. because there's so many things you have to do to calculate successful mm-hmm. outcomes that you want to build a team at av- as- of advisors, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, I'm definitely. a real estate ad- you know professional, but mm-hmm. I'm not a loan officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a tax advisor. Same, same
0: thing. Like it's having like the, the specialists on your team to kind of like focus on what they're good at makes your life easier and also it's a better product overall, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And then that way people get those niche services mm-hmm. attended to by the professionals that mm-hmm. have really uh done enough of opportunities where they can say this is what's gonna work for this yeah, specific yeah, property. Yeah. And so I really am, you know, honored that I get to come alongside people like you in the community where that's your joy, right? Okay. Is bringing yeah, people yeah. together it's, and kind of saying, "Here is the dream team that can help execute that also, plan." I also, mean, like,
0: like you're you're such an expert at these things that is ground up into like multi generation income kind of producing like um, homes. Yes, that so just like kind of hearing your take on it, I think there's a lot of people who'll be inspired to maybe do their first deal and maybe change the life of their family and their generations behind them too, right? Absolutely,
1: yeah. It has been something where it's hard to teach something that you Mm -hmm, haven't yourself mm -hmm. reached for.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: so for me, you know, I've been in a season of reaching for the next goal and reaching for the next Mm -hmm. goal and now what I love is I'm teaching others about how to reach those goals and so it's been a really sweet spot for me um, because I've been able to live these things and now I can give these things. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs>
0: so walk us through this deal. So you found a, a plot of six thousand square feet. And where was, that, where yeah, was so the what so you talking about? The so. one
1: that we really started talking about was our Kailua. Okay. And that one is um is now sold. We actually sold at the height okay. of a market.
0: No, but or walking back us uh-huh. walk us through the, the deal we're talking about, the one that you just found the permits recently. Couple Yes. Yeah. Okay, so okay.
1: this is a very special um, opportunity. We actually joint ventured okay, okay. Uh, with a couple that we had known for a very long time. Okay. Church, we have a lot of um, mutual respect for one another, and whenever you're partnering, you really have to make sure it's a good fit. I mean, you do partnerships all the time, so it was a joint venture. Um, They really were. Underproducing at that okay. property. It had almost 8,000 square feet of land. Okay. And okay. they had a tiny little 900 square foot home Wow. Line.
0: Okay. So 900 square feet on an 8,000 square feet <laughs> yeah. of lot. Okay.
1: So their lot was like 10x yeah. what their property was. So it was, was a great
0: location. So number one is find the great location. So yes. you found the great location and you saw the opportunity that was like not being utilized over here.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so in meeting with, you know, our friends, Turn Joint Venture Partners, mm-hmm. um, the property clearly was under, you know, underbuilt and yeah. under producing um and so we really formed you know this bond where you know how can we be able to do what we've done on the windward side for the west side and um that's where we kind of brought together under one roof a combination on our team that brought us to the finished product, which Great. we're so excited about. So
0: what do the numbers look like in this? What did you yep. guys purchase it for? Or what did you like, what was the cost to develop it? Yeah. You know? So the
1: property itself was worth about 640000 As is. As okay, is okay. when we first started the deal. With the,
0: with the house on top of it. With
1: okay. a 900 square foot home on okay. it. Yeah. And so really now in today's market, you're looking at about a $2 million property wow, okay. that has over 5,000 interior living space. So, so from 900 900. To about fifty four hundred plus square feet. So quick
0: numbers is you bought this house for six hundred and forty thousand that was nine hundred square feet. You you demolished it, built a five thousand square foot house on this Mm -hmm. that's now worth over two million dollars. And what are you what are you getting in rent for this guy? So
1: projected rental income for this is about several thousand dollars for the downstairs individual units and for the ADU.
0: Total, what's the total rent that you're gonna be getting? We're
1: looking at nine thousand
0: a month. Wow, so just a quick recap of this you bought the house for 640000 You You tore down the 900 square foot house. You built a 5,000 square foot house that's going to bring in $9,000 a month. And now it's worth $2 million. Yes. This is like the ultimate burr on steroids. Yeah, it's, it's it amazing. is. It's a
1: burr on steroids. And I think that uh, the burr method is absolutely phenomenal. Mm. But at the end of the day, you also need somewhere to live. So, yeah. You know, living on the property is yeah. actually a game changer because none of the three bedroom, three bath that I'll be living in is okay. actually rented out. Okay, I actually get to live there. For, wait, so wait,
0: so let me get it straight. <laughs> so you're gonna live in there, and yes. in addition, you're gonna get nine thousand dollars yes. on top of like living for free, basically. <laughs> yes. honestly. that's crazy. So,
1: it's a game changer. You let's know? say you
0: were to rent out the whole thing. How much do you think you would get? Yeah,
1: in the property um, that we developed for our house hacking, okay. it's very uh, highly aesthetic. It's okay. it's a luxury interior turn turnkey. And and so you could get another like thirty five hundred for that so about, side of the home. It
0: would bring in about twelve thousand to thirteen thousand dollars a month if you were to rent it yep. out as a rental.
1: Absolutely. And this is what's possible here mm-hmm. in Hawaii. Um now more than ever, there are renters that can't necessarily qualify yeah. with today's yeah. interest rates mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be able to purchase. And that's yeah. just the truth, you know? Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, being able to take advantage of providing a quality turnkey opportunity yeah. for renters is so important.
0: And the big thing too is because you guys built it yourself you can make customize it to however you want to right so the way that you want to have your section of the house like laid out how you want your bathrooms how big you want to have like your master bath yes and then when you're designing for your tenants you can also make them have the best experience possible with including having the privacy that you mentioned earlier
1: yeah i think it's about thinking about their lifestyle Mm -hmm. for me it was really about making sure there's hardwired internet like things that maybe somebody might not think about but Mm -hmm. being somebody who teleworks myself i know that a lot of these professionals who are renting here just need a coffee Station, yeah, you know yeah, they need yeah. really wide island dining. Mm-hmm. We incorporate a lot of modern finishes, LED lighting, mm-hmm. just things that are going to make them feel like this is a cozy home away from home, but almost like they're staying at their own little private hotel yeah, room.
0: Yeah, I mean this is so amazing. I feel like this one deal that you guys have done—if like every family in Hawaii were to do just one of these, it would set them up for the rest of their lives. Right? Absolutely, because you're building wealth in so many different ways where you're. You you did uh you had the built in equity from like let's say like the, the project that you did. Mm-hmm. Over time you're generating thirteen thousand dollars a month in in revenue as as a rental, which is slowly building up your net worth and just giving you cash flow. In addition to that, you're getting some tax savings and the, the house is gonna appreciate from two million to four million over the next like ten to twenty years, right? It's yeah, just, I mean who
1: knows? The sky is the limit, yeah, right? Yeah. Is you know, for me, I've seen the test of time mm-hmm, enough uh from my earlier twenties, now I'm forty. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 20s, by the way, so. But
1: real estate truly is that key that unlocks doors. Mm-hmm. And I feel so blessed. I feel so grateful. And now a huge passion of mine is just helping people to get that first deal. Mm-hmm. You know, we're constantly putting out education in the community okay. for the first-time homebuyer or you know the not so seasoned mm-hmm. investor just to get that first deal because mm-hmm. that's the one that's the key to yeah. all the others. And so, you know, I've had the joy of helping people to sell, purchase, and step up and step up to new properties three, four, or five times now. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't believe the type of wealth that has been generated from moving every two years. I mean, people that pastor churches or work for nonprofits, allow me the honor to help them build a legacy yeah. and they create income that they wouldn't have been able to create if it was just sitting in the bank.
0: You know, it's such a great point. You think, I, I think in Hawaii, like so much wealth is built through real estate. Mm-hmm. And I think like the the perfect kind of strategy, if you're not going to want to do real estate investing is buy a house, Live in it for two years, it's going to go up in value. Anything you go up in value. You don't have to pay taxes. You take that new lump of money, buy a bigger house, live in for two years, it's going to go up in value. You sell that, you don't have to pay any taxes, and you keep on doing it over and over. Eventually, you'll start with, let's like, say, like a small column for 300000 Then you're going to roll up into the $2 million house where you have like all this equity that you have built in, right? So. Absolutely,
1: and that's why the first one is so important. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people can... You know, through social media or mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. through shiny object syndrome, yeah. they want to have that first the two million dollar first. Yeah, where they're you like, can't I, start I want there. that first. <laughs> I, I want what that person has first. But you know, be faithful with the seed you have in your yeah, hand, yeah. and um, just keep working at that and like mm-hmm. maximizing that. And once that provides the fruitfulness, like yeah. it will help you in all the other seasons yeah. to keep producing more fruit. They
0: say real estate is a get rich slow game, right? Yeah. So it's not. It's. I think a lot of times on social media it seems like it's get rich fast because you just see the success of like someone of yourself but you have been mm-hmm. doing this for like a long time mm-hmm. and the first deal was not always maybe it wasn't like that wasn't a huge home run but over time you're kind of getting better and better at your craft Absolutely. now you guys have a huge rental portfolio and you guys have like income com- coming out like all areas and now it's, it's cool that you see that you're actually giving back to the community yeah. and actually helping other people do the same thing that you guys are doing
1: that's the passion and I think for me um, legacy isn't only about what you leave mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's about how you live yeah and like how can you teach people now while you're Mm -hmm. here how can you get outside of just your world Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what's important to you and your family that only benefits you and how can you instead be focused on helping others also to learn to grow and I think that's what is really important I think about Hawaii is uh, other places they're all unique of course I love traveling but Hawaii we really understand the aloha spirit and I think that we're just naturally generous people and so, you know, yeah. being born and raised here and being able to uh, create, uh, I think, opportunities here yeah. is more important yeah. for me than anywhere else in the world.
0: So let's say somebody wants to, like, follow TRE's footsteps and kind of do the same thing that you guys were doing. How would they kind of get started with their first, like, let's say, deal or house hack or a ground yeah. construction
1: I would definitely recommend education. Okay. <laughs> I think that when we started doing things, we didn't do everything right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We actually didn't really have a manual or a roadmap. Yeah, and now yeah. the industry of real estate has mm-hmm. developed It's so much complexities mm-hmm. out there that people are now just like Daniel, you know, just like myself, they're educating in the community. Mm-hmm. They're giving you the roadmap of not only successes and wins, but also yeah never want to do that again. Failures, yeah, yeah, things, yeah. opportunities and challenges we learned from. Yeah. So don't just rush and just start doing something. Mm-hmm. Take the time to educate yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you have to pay to get in certain rooms, do it, you know. Um, you're never going to out-invest in yourself.
0: You I know? was a big, like, kind of anti-education when I first started because I was like, I do not want to waste my money. And when <laughs> I first started, but now I'm all about it. Like I, but, like, I spend so much money now on education just because I see the value of how it can kind of supercharge a speed of where you're trying to get to. So I think the big analogy is let's say it would take you three years to finish your first house hack, right? But as yeah. opposed to let's partner with Tiari and pay a little bit of money to like help her educate us then it's supposed to take in three years, we'll do it like in one year, right? You're kind of shortcutting your success by just paying for speed or paying for time. Yeah,
1: and so. you know, for me, I mean, I am a licensed realtor. So, okay. you know, myself and my team, we're honored to help find ideal properties for yeah. our clients. And really, truly, that's at no cost to our clients yeah, yeah. as buyer agents. So, you know, for us, we're well-versed in mm. all things investment. And, you know, when we sit with people, what they appreciate mm-hmm. the most is we have a systematic approach. Approach to everything okay. we do, and so we really help expedite their journey yeah. by truly having a succession of follow-up steps for you know, them. You
0: come from a really uh, unique perspective where you're both an agent and also a real estate investor. Yeah. you house hack. You kind of done it all. You come <laughs> from. You have some construction background, so. Mm-hmm if I was to talk to like a regular agent, I guess maybe they're not as experienced as you, they wouldn't have the same insights that you have as far as the whole process. So I think it's, you really bring a lot to the table when you're coming to like um, trying to give people consulting or information, right? Yeah, so.
1: I mean, my clients really appreciate that because I am knowledgeable and conversational with them about mm. my previous work experiences, you know, 17 plus years in the construction trade, yeah. you know, I managed all of the federal and commercial contracts. And wow. so, you know, bringing that construction background really had helped. And mm-hmm. then also, you know, even the care home industry, all of that background really yeah. helped as well. Sometimes my clients are right sizing or downsizing yeah. or upsizing because yeah. their parents have to move in with them. Yeah. And so having the sensitivity, but then also the creativity to mm-hmm. meet their needs from their real estate portfolio yeah. perspective is really nice. What
0: well, is the big difference between maybe being a real estate agent and being mm-hmm. a real estate investor? I feel like they're kind of like very similar. People Ooh. kind of mix them up a lot of times, they think they're the same thing, but they're really very different, right?
1: They're very, very different. And I think that what's important Mm -hmm. is um, creating a a very clear cut between which hat you're wearing is very important. At least for me, it is. And so, you know, from a real estate professional, um, when you're advising people with their purchases, Mm -hmm. you know, I always have to make sure that they understand that just like if I was doing it for my portfolio, Mm -hmm. I'll have a tax advisor or I'll have a general contractor, Mm -hmm. you know, you As a realtor, you're not those things, you know, and even as an investor, you're not those things. And so, you know, I I make sure that my clients understand we bring in the dream team for Mm -hmm, you. And mm -hmm. once we know what your goal is, we'll know who, you know, that you might need a seat, make a seat for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because maybe they don't know, you know, do I need a draftsman? Do I need, you know, a zoning guy? Mm -hmm, A lot mm -hmm. of times these are parts that we actually have to call in people. The big
0: piece, though, is that you have the connections or you have the wherewithal to Mm -hmm. be. To find these people right because yeah. i think if you're just starting out and trying to buy a house or do some construction you don't even know where to begin oh yeah and then so like you don't even know what you don't know you don't know what you're missing but then having somebody who's done it before you can say like here you need this maybe it's not may not be your team member but like you need a you need like a licensed contractor you mm-hmm. need a permit guy you need like a lots tax of guy, specialty all
1: this, trades <laughs>
0: all the different things that's needed like you guys have experience yes. with actually finding them and utilizing them right so like having someone with experience will kind of shortcut like some of the mistakes or the missing pieces that they may not Maybe realize that they're missing.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think there's such an abundance of uh, I think professionals here yeah, yeah. that are underrated to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, and so I think what's nice is a lot of times my clients wouldn't have even found that person through Google, Yeah. but yeah. they are like, you know, they referral.
0: they're a like fourth that. or fifth or sixth <laughs>
1: generation person. That's like basically seen whole developments, you know, come mm-hmm. from the grounds up. And so they really appreciate mm-hmm. that. And in, in any state, but I think mostly in Hawaii, mm-hmm. it is so important who you know and relationships yeah, yeah. are the way business is done here, you know?
0: I think I underestimated that when I first started in real estate investing was I thought that I could just figure it out by just reading books and like doing it myself. But then the more that I kind of dive into it, I see the importance of relationships and getting referrals or actually having like a partner with other people who have been there farther or have gone like different places that you haven't been, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that i think you can't pay for yeah, like you can't right. go to uh college or a workshop and really get the same stories yeah, um yeah. that you'll get from somebody that maybe has been around doing this for many yeah, many years yeah. and so i love that you're taking the time to do that and it's something that i prioritize in my schedule as well mm-hmm. yeah it's awesome
0: so like look well, i'm sorry we kind of took a little detour <laughs> like on that on that on the deal that you guys did comp- like um recently Mm -hmm. but what about like so that original house going back to that story of like the the kailua house (laughs) yes well how did that house end up or was like
1: yeah so uh, we owned that house for just about 15 years oh
0: wow okay and
1: um so you guys
0: lived in it the whole time we house hacked um
1: for about 15 years in that home okay and uh we had Oh, my gosh. So much opportunities to develop relationships with the renters through the Mm -hmm, years. mm -hmm. Um, Some of them were VA um, Mm -hmm. renters. Some were just, you know, local people that Mm -hmm. needed a place to stay for a year, two, three years. We had been invited to so many weddings and birthdays through the years from the renters. They became like family. I actually helped a lot of them to become homeowners and become landlords themselves. Mm. Like, you know, buy their first rental property and so it was a real so you, joy you
0: kind like, of seen the, the whole cycle they became, they started with renters yep. you helped them their journey to kind of invest in real estate here in Hawaii mm-hmm. and kind of helped them on their journey on their path to actually building wealth for them and their families right? yeah
1: I never took offense if somebody wanted to put in you know their 28 day notice because mm-hmm. they wanted to become a homeowner yeah, in fact I welcomed yeah. that and you know I really said hey if you ever want to go and become a homeowner mm-hmm. let me know so I can help you and yeah. then that's really what actually ended up happening I started placing a lot of them in their own Homes, but we ended up selling that home at the height of the market for two million dollars. Wow! Amazing. And so you know, here's this home purchased for five hundred yeah. that we house hacked in for fifteen, you know, almost fifteen yeah, years, yeah. and then we sold at the height of the market for two million. And you know, it's really something that I could say we took that property through every mm-hmm. type of progression that we could have and learned so much and grew so much in that property. But the
0: thing is, like, it w- you not only made money from like the purchase and the sale or mm-hmm. that period of time you're like paying on your loan through like yes and then you're also building cash i mean you're getting cash flow from the property as as well right absolutely
1: and that's what our properties can do for us here in hawaii
0: I mean, I think that's that's just, it's just like amazing to kind of see like what you guys have done in the, the time you have invested in real estate. And I think it's just like, it's like a real clear game plan for somebody who wants to actually live in Hawaii or be able to like, to house hack or be able to like afford a, a house here because it's so expensive, right? Yeah,
1: it is so expensive. And, you know, we we don't want to see people priced out of paradise, Mm. you know? So if there is a strategy that we can be able to implement for an ideal client that, you know, qualifies Mm. for this, you know, these aren't small numbers. Like, you know, the, it just depends. You start somewhere and then you build to scale, you know? And so there's always something you can do even in in a three bedroom townhome. Don't underestimate (laughs) the three bedroom townhome. I've helped many people, um, with their townhome portfolios and you can still have roommates, you know, that Mm -hmm. have, different work schedules yeah Yeah, so don't feel like you have to build you know Mm -hmm. a a huge home to be able Mm -hmm. to do this do it where right where you're at with what you can qualify for Mm -hmm. what what you can successfully manage Mm -hmm. and then grow and build on top of that and that's what your real estate portfolio should look like it should look like an ebb and flow of decisions that are helping you to take those next level growth steps Mm -hmm. so
0: let's let's talk about that actually that's a really interesting point so like Mm -hmm. let's say somebody wants to like get started and they don't have like Construction or garage space, or they don't want yeah. to go that far, mm-hmm. but then they they can afford a three bedroom townhome. Yes, how would they house hack a three bedroom townhome?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of three bedroom townhomes that have a couple of bathrooms. Okay. bathrooms are going to be your so saving grace. Three bedroom place. and two
0: bath is like is, is key. It's ideal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can find three bedrooms even better, right? Three so. bathrooms. I mean, three, yeah, you're three, golden. Three, three bathrooms. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, everybody has a different work schedule, okay. Okay. and so typically, I think that house hacking can work really mm-hmm. well for people that. Miss Maybe have similar work schedules too. Okay. So that way, you know, or maybe even different work schedules. Okay, so they're okay. using the bathroom and the kitchen at different times. I see, I see. It really yeah. just depends on the chemistry of the people. Yeah. And, um, I always say, you know, use a property manager if mm-hmm. you need to, so that way you have the appropriate lease agreements mm-hmm. and you're just protected in regards to those types of things. Yeah. Um, because you know, although you can find everything you need on the internet, yeah. sometimes you're not the best person for difficult conversations yeah. and you do still have To manage that property and make sure it's clean and it's not getting a ton of wear and tear. Sometimes
0: it's also helpful to have a third party kind of be the bad guy, right? Because, like, it's when, like, let's say you have to talk to tenant yourself, like, you have a heart, you're like, oh, it's okay. Like, you know, like, but if it's the property manager, he's like, hey, I need this. And then you're not the bad guy, you don't have to kind of deal with that. So it kind of like it, it offsets some of the responsibility or the burden that you have as. Or like having renters. Yeah,
1: then, so. absolutely. In this season of my life, just being uh, aware of what mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. you know commitments look like in mm-hmm. other areas, property management mm-hmm. is a really important um, outsource that yeah, I that yeah, I'm utilizing yeah. at this point. Yeah. And once again, like you might pay for something a little bit more than yeah. doing it yourself, but the headache yeah. trade off is so much more beneficial. Yeah, so I that, agree. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big win for me.
0: So let's say so you can afford a let's say a three bedroom, two bath yep. uh, townhome. Mm-hmm. What would so like you purchase a house, like you can do like, like 3% down, right? With like a conventional first time home buyer yep. or like 0% if you're like a VA or a USDA. If
1: someone can qualify yeah. for, let's say a $3,500 to $4,000 home, right? Okay, okay. And that home has multiple bedrooms and bathrooms that okay. you don't need for you or your family. Okay. You know, let's say it's just you or you and your spouse. You know, partner. Okay. If you can live comfortably in just one section of the home, like
0: one bedroom and one bathroom. Mm-hmm. Let's day, say you so. had a
1: private ensuite and okay. that bedroom and uh, bathroom ensuite was yours. Okay. Um, you could be able to have other renters help supplement your income. And these renters are going to pay you over $1,000 a month for a yeah, room. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at being able to knock down with just two other bedrooms being rented mm-hmm. out about $2,400 a month yeah. off of what you're responsible to pay for. For most people this is gonna cut their that's mortgage huge. payment in I mean, half. from thirty
0: five hundred to like one thousand dollars that's yeah. a huge huge difference in being able to afford a house right
1: absolutely and how much more hours a month mm. would somebody have to work to create that every yeah. month yeah you know for me I think this is something that gives people in Hawaii a lifestyle mm-hmm. that if they're okay with trading off some space in their property yeah. that they can be able to put their money into other things you yeah, know they can yeah. start investing in other properties yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a very duplicatable process and I think once you do it it's really hard to un- undo it
0: <laughs> I think like the I think it's always scary when you first start because it seems like oh I don't want to live with strangers it yeah. seems very weird right mm-hmm. but if you have you done it before or like we've we both have house hack before it's, Yeah. Most people, as long as you do a good job interviewing on the front end, they're like wonderful people usually to to live with or live lo- alongside, right? Absolutely.
1: So. Yeah, I, I think uh, it creates a sense of community. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I take it back to Hawaiian culture mm-hmm. and, you know, the way that old o- o- Hawaii really functioned was through our ahupua'a okay. and everybody in that you know section of the community like they did something yeah, yeah. and nobody really was without because yeah. everybody brought something to the you table you work right? worked together together yeah. and so you know I kind of incorporate like my house hat almost okay. as like my own little <laughs> it's a little mini ahupua'a yeah it's my so. <laughs> little ahupua'a and like you know everybody is thriving because everybody shares the load and I think it's a beautiful cultural thing to experience mm-hmm. um, it's not for everyone one, but if it is for you, I'm definitely mm-hmm. you know interested to yeah. explore those options with people.
0: And also, the thing is, like, it doesn't have to be forever. I yeah. think when you first starting out, I think you're trying to build wealth in the very beginning. Yeah, you know, let's say you don't have a lot of money. This is a great way to kind of get started and kind of slowly build your your net worth. As you get over, I mean, like. Yeah, like, grow, then, like, maybe now then you can afford a house where it's just, like, you're just you by yourself and, like, you can keep the old ones a rental or something. But I think when you're first starting out, like, and you feel like you can't afford Hawaii, this is a good trade-off to be able to afford a house but also be able to, like... Um, make mortgage payments that are reasonable for you, right? Yep,
1: absolutely. I mean, before you move away, try to stay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, my I policy. Like, that. <laughs> like, before you move away, try to stay. I love that. I love that. Because everyone good motto. comes back home to Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, I help people to relocate all the time. Mm-hmm. But the number one thing that they say when you catch up with them is, I miss home. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's just heartbreaking. So, yeah. however, we can help empower people to find a strategy to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you've explored all strategies and you mm-hmm. You really truly feel like you can't stay in Hawaii at least you tried yeah, but most yeah. people haven't explored you know even two strategies or yeah. three you know so that's where you know someone like us comes yeah, in where yeah. it's like let's help educate and empower people because if Hawaii really is where their heart mm-hmm. is we want to keep them home
0: but the thing is, it's it's really sad because so many people like move away because they don't even know what's available or possible yeah. or anything. The whole even the idea of house hacking a townhome, like yeah. people like never even thought that this was like something that they could do. But like now that you make it so more realistic, you kind of break it down a little bit more. Um, practically it seems yeah. like not as scary okay here's a few steps to make it happen and here's how you can have a thousand dollar mortgage payment for like a million dollar house right? yeah so.
1: exactly I, and i think people are going to take liking to this now more than ever with you know interest mm-hmm. rates being very volatile yeah, yeah. um i think it's more important for people to kind of hurry up and mm-hmm. and really join forces yeah um and i think even within the investment community you know um who do you like doing deals with people that are like-minded was it's it's the same principle that i you know think people would apply to home Mm -hmm. hacking you know just creating the opportunity for more people who are okay with that yeah to thrive there yeah Yeah.
0: you know one of the things that i really love about you is that you have a really good spirit about you and i think there's just like you have a warmth and a good energy and it's the way that you add to the community we talked a little bit earlier you said you also um you go to church, would you just like share a little bit about that? How's that yeah. has affected like your journey and like your your path in entrepreneurship? I
1: mean, it's really the foundation of everything for me, just my relationship with Christ, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a part of Inspire Church for a really mm-hmm. long time. And, you know, I think what's so important is things all around you can be changing Mm -hmm. so if you don't have your life built on a rock on a solid Mm -hmm. foundation um the storms of life can really topple you over and i've been through so many storms actually Mm -hmm. um and and a lot of times people will be like how did you get to the point of what you're doing And i said i just grew through it i grew Mm -hmm. through everything that was thrown at me i chose to not let it you know um I think sabotage me, but instead I really let it elevate me to another level. And that's where my faith with God really, I feel has been the foundation mm-hmm. for me because if I didn't know who I was in Christ, this world will definitely, mm-hmm. you know, give you a whole lot of different directions to go in mentally, spiritually, emotionally.
0: I love that. So you grew through when, when life challenges, you grew through it. Yep. I love that. It's such a great mindset or kind of mantra or kind of mindset to have yes. is when you're facing challenges, you're not, you know, back way or shy way, you have to grow through it. Right. And yes. like the big thing is that sometimes challenges are a blessing because it seems like a, like a negative, but if you grow through the challenge, you actually become a better person on the other side. And so it's almost like it's a, it's a way to kind of improve you as a person, as a, the things that you're doing around yourself. Right?
1: Yeah, and that's life. I mean, yeah. um, life is not perfect. And, yeah. you know, anything that is living mm-hmm. is growing. And it's when you're dead, you're no longer growing. (laughs) And so if you feel like you're going, if life's throwing you challenges, maybe you're watching this right now. And you're saying some of this seems so far away from your reality. Mm -hmm. Maybe it even seems completely unrelatable because of what you can only see today. Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to encourage anyone that's out there, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just trust that there's better days ahead and just start taking the opportunity to develop a growth mindset in yourself, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and just ask God to guide you, um, through those Valley times because sometimes they are very dark and they are very lonely, but Mm -hmm. I truly believed in every Valley I've been in. I was never alone. And I look back now, you know, Oh my gosh. uh, God, you were with me. You were there in the valley with me.
0: If they want to, like, so let's say they're going through a difficult time right now and they mm-hmm. want to kind of, like, change or make a big change in their life, mm-hmm. what kind of like actionable, like, steps can they take to actually make that happen, Anything? you
1: think? Yeah, I think that one thing that's very important is taking each day as a gift. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's the present. So, actually choose to be present in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, don't rush you know, yourself mentally so yeah. far ahead that you yeah. feel discouraged because you're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Today is a gift. You woke up, you yeah. had breath in your lungs. You know yeah. What are you grateful for today? I always say there's gold in gratitude. Mm-hmm. So if you just start digging out those gems, I promise yeah. you there's so much gold in gratitude. Just start writing out, you know, what is it that you do have? Not what you don't have, but what do you have, what are you capable of doing? Start writing those things out and stay fixated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the positives and not the negatives.
0: I love that so much. It's, so, it's, that's so powerful. I think for myself, like a lot of times when I get depressed or I mm-hmm. feel like I'm negative, it's because I'm focusing on, on the negative things. But mm-hmm. when I take a step back and I look at all that I have, it's like, it changes how you, like you can be in the exact same situation, but when you focus on what you do have and what you're grateful for, now you're like, the way that you see it is just, it's completely different.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You can become so um, mentally and spiritually fortified through doing this daily. And it's something that I've had to do. Like, I don't get my day started without getting my mindset started first. And that's really aligning with God's purpose for my
0: life. Amazing. So, I mean, like, the, thank you so much for your time together. It's been so good to kind of hear you and your story. I mean, where can people find out more about you?
1: Yeah, well, they can definitely connect with me on Instagram and all social media handles at Legacy Living Now.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tiari. Super appreciate you. And thank you for all the gems you dropped today.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Daniel. God bless.